personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. As Morty's talking, Lorden, as Morty's talking, I'm just, the the effort, I'm overwhelmed. And what Morty did is he broke out a five-point plan if you're going to have an employee a teacher work for you. And you might not think they're an employee. You might think to yourself, I'll just give them some dollars. I'll give them the shekels. I'll just, they'll just come in here. I'll do it under the table. Yeah. Uh, you know, what my favorite <laughs> consult Morty and ever, I ever had is someone said, they, they actually asked us this. Are there any forms that I need to use if I'm paying someone off the books? <laughs> I thought that was just the best. Oh, they they, they thought about the forums. But so anyway, Morty was listing his five point plan, which you can find at blog.leaveatlaw.com. And his five point plan has five things. I'm going to read them to you. And then we're going to go break them down again, because there's just too much here to go too quick. Number one was minimum wage, overtime, notice to pay. Morty said, you got to pay them right. Number two, tracking hours worked. Morty said, you can't chip them but it's your responsibility to know the hours they work. Number three, workers' compensation insurance. He was explaining to you that this is the only way to avoid getting sued for personal injuries. Speaking of personal injuries, number four, potential liability for COVID-19 exposure. And I mentioned, I just said it briefly, I've already seen employers getting sued for this. McConnell at the Senate, he's insisting that any bill in the future is going to protect employers. And maybe we can get into that too, Morty. And number five was use of the nanny cams. So let's break down again from the beginning. I want to just go through them all because I don't even think I get number one completely. You said to me on number one that you have to pay them a minimum of $13 an hour and you got to give them forms. But what happens if I don't? What happens if you don't? You can be sued for failure to pay them uh, minimum wage, failure to pay them overtime. But they like me. They so, deal with my kids. Like we're yeah, all they're good. They're not going to. They're sue not going to sue. Yeah, come on. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that's what everybody. That's what everybody says. When can they? How long that's can they sue me? Says. How long do they have to sue me? Because maybe it dissipates. Six, six, six years. Six years. So that's the key. I want everyone to hear. That's the key. They might like you and your kids now, but three years from now, and they're struggling. And they're remembering back during COVID and they hear on the radio, not from my show, but they hear on the radio. If your employer has not paid you your wages, we bring Fair Labor Standard Act cases. And guess what? You don't have to pay us because damages include a word of attorney's fees. Call one eight eight eight. blah, 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 blah. Isn't that what they hear on the radio, Morty? Yes, and you forgot double damages. Okay, that's a little terrifying. Double damages mean two times? Yeah. And then what else? That's what double means. And back pay. A back pay, as you mentioned, and attorney's fees. And so before the break, you were talking about this number two, tracking hours worked. And you started going into it, and I I don't think it was really uh, hit enough. If an employee says, I worked all the time, I slept there, they wouldn't let me leave. There was COVID. They, like, locked me in a room or something. What does this mean if you said, no, you left every day at 5, you came at 9, you left at 5? Tell me about that. 
Well, the employer needs to prove it. They don't have the records. What the employee says is going to be presumed to be correct unless it's unreasonable. Just so to be clear. You better have your employer. You have to have the records. Just to be clear, the employee does not need records. They could just say it. Oh, no. Correct. So employer needs records. Employer's obligation to have the records. Employer needs records. Employee can just make up whatever they want. Yeah, and and it's going to be presumed to be correct. Crazy. Speaking of unless employer can produce the the records. Speaking of the minimum wage, minimum pay, and all that stuff, there's this thing called workers' comp that you have to pay out of paychecks. And you mentioned workers' comp insurance is number three. Go into that. So for workers' compensation insurance, unless the domestic worker is working over 40 hours a week, you don't, by law, have to have workers' compensation insurance that covers that employee. But if you don't, you're an idiot. Yes, yes. I couldn't say it better myself. Why are they an idiot in your smart way of saying it? (laughs) Because if the, um, the employee gets injured on the job... They can be they can be liable for 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 the damages resulting from the injury. What people don't understand is workers' compensation is a trade off between employers and employees. It creates immediate access for the employee to be able to get their benefits, their health, their 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 health care taken care of. It's without question. They just go and they can go to the doctor and they get paid for. But what the employee gives up is the ability to sue an employer for personal injury. Said otherwise. Right. By getting workers' comp insurance for your employees, if you're an employer, you've now stopped them from being able to sue you for injuries at work. It's a no-brainer. Correct. And, and, and an injury could just be somebody falling down not, your stairs. You are, right. Could somebody just fall down your stairs and that would be an injury at the house? Yeah, if, if, if the teacher's working in the house and they're going down the stairs in order to uh, to teach one of the one of your kids, then yes, that's an on-the-job injury. So it could be anything. So if you're going to have people working for you at the house, at the farm, or at the office building, you need workers' comp. And speaking of that, this potential liability for COVID-19 exposures, number four, there's a special type of injury going on now. Tell me about that. So as everybody knows, the COVID's still running rampant throughout the country, throughout the world. Um, now, and there's, as Andrew mentioned before, there is litigation starting on this. Um, there hasn't been precedent established, but um, if you are on, if you are on the job and you uh, you get COVID, you you can sue your employer for for uh, for negligence. Except if you have that workers' compensation insurance that we talked about before, which stops the ability to sue for negligence. That being said, workers' compensation insurance, there's exceptions to it. So what you need to do, Morty, is that there is that, I mentioned it before, the four questions that you got to ask according to New York State. You have to register your business according to New York State. You have to have signage according to New York State. Morty went over this in a prior episode. Now, here's my biggest question, though, Morty, you're number five. Why can't I have a nanny cam? I want a nanny cam. I want to watch them. I want to watch my kids. When we sent our kids to nursery school, we loved that they said we have cameras everywhere and you can watch it. You're telling me there's rules about nanny cams? Tell me about that. Yeah, well, you can, you can have a nanny cam. And when we say nanny cam, we mean recording them covertly. They don't know about this. So um, let's say you're hiding a camera in a stuffed animal or something like that. Some people do. 
Um, you can do that. However, there are limitations and it could get you into a lot of trouble if you don't do it appropriately. For example, you can't um, have a nanny cam in a place where your employee has a reasonable expectation of privacy. Like so in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. If they live there. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the bedroom if they live there. And the other, the I would other argue that is, Morty, I would argue that even if you don't live there, people don't have people have an expectation of privacy when they're going duty. Oh, a hundred percent. No, no, no. I was saying yes, one hundred percent. I was saying this in relation to the bedroom. I like Everybody to duty alone. I don't like to duty with others. In a privacy in a bathroom. So anyway, Morty, what happens if you record the sound of my duty? <laughs> Off topic. Well, then you no, it's to on topic. I want to understand. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, the video in the bathroom is is one problem because that's a reasonable expectation of privacy. The audio is a separate is a separate problem because you need to in in New York it's what we call one party consent state, meaning in order to record audio, one person has that's a party to the conversation has to consent to being recorded. If not, that could be a felony. So just to be clear, any of these nanny cams, let's forget about teachers at home. If they record audio and you don't get the consent of the person working, the domestic worker or someone like that, you're doing eavesdropping, which is a classy felony. Correct. That's a little terrifying. So Morty has this list. He goes over his five-point list, but I want you to know the list isn't the end of the day. Because if you start having these teachers teaching lots of different kids, aren't you operating a school? And isn't your house in a residential district? And isn't that district not zoned for schools in the first place? And if you start paying these teachers and they're grading papers, don't they need teaching licenses and don't they need to have licensing as a school? It's one thing to hire a teacher as a tutor. I was at a barbecue with my mother yesterday and she said to contact the school and tell them you want to homeschool. And I said, I don't want to homeschool. I want to have virtual education. I want to have audiovisual. I want to have it because if you're reading all these plans out there, what they're saying is a lot of them have two choices. One is in person. Two is that you can get what's called remote learning. Remote learning isn't the same thing as having homeschooling. Remote learning means that you're still having the teacher of the classroom conducting the whole training, but you're hiring a teacher at home to assist your kid because they can't do this themselves when they're in first, second, third, fourth grade. They need help with the computers and help with their learning. You're not supplanting the teaching of the school. Homeschooling is supplanting the teaching of the school. And what we're going to do, we don't have time to do foreclosure tsunami. We're going to do that next week. But what we're going to do next week is I'm going to go into the zoning rules and all the different ways that you better be careful that you're only doing remote learning. That's very important. Morty, thank you so much for your great list. It was wonderful. And I just want to tell you that this segment was underwritten by my friends Bryn Elliott and the Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Elman Real Estate because them like you want to keep you smart by learning all you can do. Thanks so much. We'll be with you next week. Have a fantastic August. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.